Today on episode number 30 of Life After Sight Loss Radio, we're talking about what to do when life isn't accessible. Welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. Hey, if you're new to the program, welcome aboard. This is the place where we do product reviews, life advice, encouragement, how-tos, and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families who are going through or facing physical sight loss. Hey there, guys. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Today is episode 30. That's right, 30 of these things. We've made it all the way to the big three zero. So whether this is your first podcast with me or you've listened to all 30, thank you so much for joining me today. This is going to be a great episode. We're talking about what to do when life isn't so accessible or how to access life. Plus, we've got a question about should you use social media as a blind and visually impaired person? Uh, spoiler alert, you should. And finally, we've got a uh, notable news about Amazon and some updates they're making to their products to make them more accessible to blind and visually impaired people. But before we jump into all that, as always, you can find the show notes to today's episode. Just go on over to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 030. That's right, we're on episode 30. lifeaftersightloss.com slash 030. That'll give you links in information, conversation, and more show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash zero three zero. Recently on one of my YouTube videos, I had somebody comment and ask about uh, if they should be using social media. And I was like, I- I'm not sure what you mean by this. Can you give me some more information? And basically it came to that they were using, you know, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. And their family said that they probably shouldn't be doing that because they're going to get in trouble. Now, a little backstory here. They get financial support from the government, from what I understand. Now, I don't know this person personally, but that's what I understand. And so I assume their family thought you can't be doing anything if you're getting governmental support. Now, here's the thing. Well, no matter what country you're in or whatever you're doing, whether you're getting support or not, the reality is you can do everything that you want to do. You can get a job. You can go to school. You can use social media. You can travel. You can do anything as a visually impaired person. What they might have been talking about is when you get financial support from the government, especially in the United States, you have to make so much a month. And you can't make over that because of benefits or whatever. And that's a whole nother discussion. The question they were asking is, well, can I do this stuff? Absolutely, you can do this stuff. Listen, if you are visually impaired, you can do anything you want to do. It doesn't matter what it is. You can do it. Maybe not uh, fly an airplane or drive a car, but if you can do it, you can do it. Did I just repeat myself? No, I mean that uh, truly. If you can do it, then you can do it. Like, go for it. And so I just want to encourage you that if you're listening to this podcast today, if you're sighted, if you're blind, whatever, you can do it. And if you're sighted and you're like, what What can they, they can do anything? Doesn't matter if they're getting governmental support or not, they can do it. So I encourage you, get on social media, talk to people. That's a great place to meet other visually impaired people. So I say go for it 100%. Hey, if you've got a question you want to ask me to be answered here on the air, if you will, <laughs> on the proverbial air, then you can hit me up. Send me an email, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com, or send me a tweet at the Derek Daniel. (music) 
One big word that we use as visually impaired people pretty consistently is accessible or accessibility, having, you know, accessibility and all kinds of different technology and different things because we want access to the world around us, right? And so oftentimes we have to wonder what do we do when life isn't accessible because that's going to come up in our lives. It's going to happen when things aren't accessible. But today I want to give you a few things to do to try to remember whenever life isn't accessible, when you come up against something that you don't have access to. And to do that, I'm going to use the word access, A-C-C. E-S-S. And I'm going to take each letter and make it an acronym and use each letter as a different word. That way we can look deep into access and see what we need to do. So this is what to do whenever life isn't accessible. So first we have our A in access, and that stands for adapt. We need to learn to adapt to things around us. When you lose your sight, you're just not going to be able to do everything like you've always done it. That's just a given. It's it's not good or bad, it's just how it is. You're not going to be able to watch TV the same way. You're not going to be able to get around the same way. You're not going to be able to cook the exact same way. You're not going to be able to do the things that you always did the exact same way. You might be able to do them just differently. And so we need to learn to adapt to our environment, to the things around us, and learn that, hey, if I have to do this a different way, that's okay. I'm still doing it. I'm still, quote unquote, accessing it. I've just learned to adapt, adapt my uh, physical behavior, adapt my mental strength, adapt my emotional attachment, adapt yourself and, and maybe your family members as well. Learning to adapt to things can really be so beneficial when life isn't so accessible. You learn to adapt that when, you know, hey, maybe it's not exactly the way I want to, but it is something that I want to do. And that truly is important. So the first thing you need to do is the A and that's adapt. Next up, we have our first C and that's challenge. You need to challenge the status quo like, hey, I can do this. I just need to figure out another way to do it. Whether it's climbing a mountain or going skateboarding or skiing, doing some physical activity like that, whether it's, you know, having a job, whether it's going to school, whatever it is, when life seems a bit unaccessible to you, you challenge those things, challenge those belief systems. Like we talked about earlier, like, oh, you shouldn't do that because you're blind. No, I should do that. It doesn't matter whether I'm blind, visually impaired, or otherwise. I want to do this. And so you challenge, you push up against the status quo. Now, maybe you're saying, well, I don't really want to challenge things. I just want to live my life and do what I want to do. I understand that and I get that. I'm kind of that way myself. I just want to live my life. I don't want to be some poster boy or whatever, but I always end up having to challenge the status quo, not because I'm some grand thing. It's just because I want to do things that you think, oh, are you sure you're going to do that? I mean, think about it. Even when like the iPhone came out and touchscreens were real popular, people were like, "Uh, what? And you had to challenge that idea that, hey, yeah, I can use this touchscreen. In fact, using the touchscreen is, for me, much more accessible than having to use some keyboard little flip phone thing. It just didn't work. And so you have to challenge the system. And that's really what you want to do when life seems to be not very accessible to you, is to challenge the status quo. Next up, we have our second C in access, and that is 
converse. Now, what do I mean by this? I mean, talk to other people. Look, whenever you lose your sight, you are not alone. There's lots of other people out there, over millions of people, you know, just millions and millions of people who have lost their sight or have been blind since birth or something that are visually impaired, and they're going to be able to help you. You need to converse with them, talk to them, get online, uh, go to your local organization and find other people like, hey, I want to do this. Do you, do you know anybody doing this or, or would you know how to do that? I mean, whether it's using the computer or smartphone, whether it's trying to find a new job or doing an activity, I bet there's somebody out there doing it or has done it in the past and they can help you through that process. And so I encourage you to find other people that are going through what you're going through or have gone through what you're going through. And if you're a sighted supporter, same thing for you. Find other sighted supporters and talk to them, whether it's parents or spouses or children or whatever. Find them and say, hey, how did you guys do this? How did this work? Because trust me, somebody's probably already done it. So the second C in access, the third thing to do here is to converse. Next up, our fourth thing to do is the E in access, and that is to experiment. You got to try something out. Look, if there's something you want to do, then go for it. And if you don't know how you're going to do it, then just experiment. We'll see if this will work or maybe this will work. Look, I did public speaking for quite a few years. And at first there, I just didn't have access to notes. I didn't know how I was going to do it. And so I just spoke for, you know, an hour with no notes. And sometimes it was good. And sometimes it was not good because I didn't, I couldn't remember my next point. I'm like, oh, this point is coming. And I'm just going to keep talking until this point comes. And I don't know what it is. And 20 minutes later, there's the point and you just move on. And so I just had to figure it out. You know, I just had to try new things. Maybe I could uh, have somebody else read something for me in the crowd, and I've done that before. Uh, eventually, I got technology like an iPad, and I use Evernote, and I've got a video of that on my YouTube channel. But the thing about it is, I just had to try things because that's what I wanted to do, and that's what I was supposed to do, and that's what I was going to do. So I had to experiment. So I encourage you to do the same thing. You know, get your science hat on and, and put it on and say, you know, what what's going to work here? Is this going to work? Well, that might work here, but maybe it's not the most efficient way. And you go back to the drawing board and, you know, just try new things. Uh, There's a great quote that is credited to Thomas Edison. And he says basically this quote, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that don't work. And I think that's a really appropriate quote here for this part is because you may find some things that just don't work. It's like, no, that that just didn't work. For example, I used the Apple Pencil recently and it just didn't work. And I was trying to use it to take notes and it's like, nope, that that didn't work. And I took it back and, and that's okay. I didn't fail. It wasn't a failure. I just had some difficulty because of, you know, my vision impairment. And it was an experiment. And it was like, yeah, okay, that didn't work. And we'll try something else. So I encourage you, whatever you want to do, find a way. And if it doesn't work, try something else. And what is that? That's all about experimenting. Fifth up on the list is the first S, and that's support. What do I mean by support? Well, you can look at this in a couple different ways. First of all, uh, find support for yourself. You know, get support from other people and, uh, hey, you can do it. Yeah, totally. And, and have them lift you up and cheer you on. And I don't care if it's as simple as, you know, brushing your teeth. Get some support. Get some people behind you to cheer you on. And the second way to support is you support things, places, organizations that make things accessible. For example, I know that Apple does a really great job of putting accessibility 
at the front of things. Is it always perfect? No, of course not. Nothing's ever perfect. But I know they really are trying in when it comes to the accessibility on their products. So I support Apple that way. Now, you may have fundamental differences and say, no, I don't want to support Apple. I want to support Android or I want to support this thing. Whatever you feel the need to support, you need to do that. Put your money where your mouth is or where your blindness is. I don't know what that quote would be in this case, but the idea is, you know, say it with your wallet. You know, for example, I go to a movie theater that has audio description every single time. I don't go to the theater that doesn't. Now, you may say, no, I need to go to the theater that doesn't and challenge them to do it. And of course, that's one of our C's. And hey, that's a good thing too. I just encourage you to support organizations, groups, people that make accessibility a priority. And we're going to talk about that here in just a minute about another company doing that. So make sure that you are supporting people, groups, and organizations that make accessibility a top priority in whatever they're doing. And finally, our sixth thing to do when life isn't accessible, it's the S, last S in access, and that is strategize. Now, this is a big word, and it's like, what strategize? Why am I using this? Because when life isn't accessible, it's not as simple as just saying, well, I'm going to do it anyway, or I'm going to just go for it. Sometimes you have to sit down, and you got to make a plan, and you got to strategize things. you got to you know, put together a, a blueprint or whatever you have to do to figure out how to do it. Now, again, if it's something like brush your teeth, that might not take as much strategy, but if you're going to climb a mountain or you're going to ride a skateboard, that's going to need some more strategy. And there's nothing wrong with being, you know, putting together a plan, uh, being strategic in what you're doing. And I think that's one thing we have to remember as visually impaired people is that sometimes we have extra steps. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. It's annoying. Yes, sure. You can say it's annoying, but we have extra steps. And it's important to take that seriously and take those extra steps to enjoy the things we want to do, to have access to things or to have access to the things we want to do. So I just encourage you to make sure that you're creating a strategy and strategizing your life. So and I'm not saying that you need to plan out your whole life. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that when life isn't very accessible, make sure that you're making a strategy so that you can make it more accessible to you and to those around you. And there you go, my friends, six things to do when life isn't accessible. And of course, it's the word access. Let's go through it one more time. A is adapt. C is challenge. Second C is converse. E is experiment. First S is support. And second S is strategize. And so I want to encourage all of you to try those things and remember that life isn't always going to be accessible and that's okay. And finally, I want to mention that some things in life just aren't accessible. For example, driving a car. Yeah, you can talk about driverless cars and all that stuff in the future, and that's great, but we just don't have access to driving. We can't drive, and there's nothing wrong with that. It stinks. It's annoying. It's like, but we can't make that accessible. Another thing I mentioned earlier about using the Apple Pencil, and it just wasn't very accessible. The pencil itself was great. My iPad's very accessible, but being able to use that wasn't because of my sight issues and I had to write very big and, you know, a whole list of reasons, but it just wasn't very accessible. It wasn't that the product was inaccessible and, and not made for me. It's just that using it wasn't very accessible. So there are things in life that aren't going to magically be accessible, but for those things that can be made accessible, I encourage you to take those six things we talked about and access the world around you. All right. 
right, we've got some notable news here this week. And again, love that alliteration. Notable news. Amazon, you know that company? You've heard of them? Amazon, they're pretty popular. I don't know. They're online, some little online business. Anyway, Amazon has recently talked about accessibility in their products. For example, their Fire tablets and their Fire TVs and the, the sticks and all that sort of thing. Now, just, you know, being transparent here, I don't have anything that's Amazon. We did have uh, some, I think, Kindles maybe before, and they weren't very accessible, so we didn't keep them. But Amazon is really trying hard. They've got a screen reader called Voice View. They're updating their screen magnification and uh, updating Braille support and all kinds of stuff. And Amazon talks about their their CEO talked about uh, everything at Amazon is day one, meaning that we're taking it from today. And so the accessibility is the same way. They're always wanting to improve and, and come back to the drawing board, if you will. I've got links over in the show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash zero three zero where you can check out some of the accessibility features that the Amazon tablet uh, has the fire TV has got zoom and I think the voice view on there again these aren't perfect iterations necessarily and you might say coming from an Apple device to this you're like oh I don't know if this is good but here's the thing Amazon is making it a priority and just like I talked about earlier for supporting things that make it a priority that's what Amazon's doing so we want to support them plus if you don't need an iPad which who who of us really needs an iPad, quote unquote, right? But if you're not looking to spend a bunch of money, I bet you can get an Amazon tablet and it's pretty accessible. And, you know, you can watch Netflix and maybe read books or whatever, and it'll be great. And it's far cheaper. Look, I know it's probably a sin to mention not buying an Apple product, right? But here's the thing. If you're looking for something that's accessible, Amazon's doing a really good job. So kudos to Amazon. And I really hope they keep up the great work when it comes to accessibility in their products. As always, I like to sort of wrap up things with bow, you know, like a Christmas present. The bow, I like to wrap it up with our word of the week. And of course, our word of the week is just one word that you can take and sort of chew on, if you will. And I'm really mixing analogies here. Anyway, you can take and maybe start a discussion with your friends and your family. And our word of the week this week is possible. Not impossible, but possible. Possible, And let me give you the meaning. I always like to give the meaning of the word just to kind of give us a baseline here. And the meaning is able to be done. Well, that seems pretty simple, right? Able to be done within the power or capacity of someone or something. Real, real quick again, listen. Able to be done within the power or capacity of someone or something. Now, like we talked about, with everything that goes on with accessibility, we have to understand something first. That, yeah, accessibility is important, but we have to know that things are possible first. For example, it is possible for a visually impaired person to use a completely flat touchscreen device like an iPhone or Android phone. It's possible. We have to believe it's possible. Then we can create things that make it accessible. If we don't think it's possible, we won't ever figure out a way to make it accessible. And so in your life, if you don't believe things are possible, you know, able to be done, have the power, have the capacity to do something and and be a part of something, then it won't matter if it's accessible or not. You won't do it. So I encourage you this day, whether it's, you know, using a tablet, whether it's going on social media, whatever it is, just know that there are so many things that are possible for you. And once you believe they're possible, then you can work on making things accessible. 
And guys, that brings us right here towards the edge of the end of the podcast. And hey, if you've listened all the way to the end, thank you so much. Just a couple of quick things before I go. I want to remind you that if you have not subscribed to the podcast, man, you got to do that. You got to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And hey, if you're traveling around iTunes or Stitcher or something like that, I would love for you to leave a rating and or a review because it lets other people who find the podcast know what this is all about. You can say, hey, I really like this episode or hey, this was really helpful or whatever it is. Leave those ratings and reviews so that people who find the podcast can know what it's all about. I sure would appreciate it. And if you'd love to get in touch with me, I'd love to hear from you. That's what it's all about. Let's have a conversation. You can hit me up, send me an email, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com, or you can tweet me at the Derek Daniel, and you can use the hashtag sightlosssupport if you have a question or comment. I'd love to hear from you guys. Send me that email. Send me those tweets. I look forward to hearing from all of you very, very soon. And that about wraps it up for me, guys. Thank you again for joining me on today's episode. I so appreciate it. It's episode 30, and it's been a great time up to this 30th episode, and I look forward to 30 great more episodes. Thank you again for joining me. Hey, don't forget, the all the information in this podcast episode is intended for informational and educational purposes only. If you're in need of professional, medical, or legal advice, please seek out a specialist in your area. Thanks again for joining me on today's episode. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name's Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com, and I'll see you in the next one.